Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Marcella Lobos has been initiated in the healing and spiritual traditions of the Amazon and the Andes. She was born and raised in Chile, where she leads expeditions working with women, shamans that belong to a matriarchal society that still holds the wisdom and passion of Mother Earth. She's a senior staff member at the Four Wind Society and is married to its founder, Alberto Villalodo. Together, they travel throughout the United States and Europe, teaching the wisdom of the medicine wheel. They also founded Los Cuatro Caminos in South America to share the same wisdom in Spanish. Marcella is passionate about taking women through rites of passage, which allow them to find their power, grace, and wisdom. You can learn more about Marcella by visiting MarcellaLobos.com. So welcome. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm here with Marcella Lobos, and I'm so honored to have her here because if there is one person that I could name on my path that has influenced me the most, who by living her path has allowed an open space for me to do mine, it would be her. And so I met Marcella when I was doing the Four Winds program and uh, went on many journeys um, into Peru, hiking sacred mountains, um, going into the Amazon jungle. And then also I had the privilege of being a participant and an assistant and then eventually um, holding space with Marcella for women's groups. So the way that she particularly holds space for the feminine to remember itself has deeply, deeply influenced me and Koya. And also Marcella gave me a lot of guidance around trusting myself about the more power you hold, the more humble you have to be. So many powerful life lessons I was able to learn more quickly because Marcella shared them with me. So I'm so grateful to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Marcella. Well, Rochelle, you're always so generous. So generous with your words and your gratitude. It's so wonderful to be here with you. And of course, uh, no matter what you do to inspire others, it really depends on each person to grow to their um, best and most. And it's your own courage, your own, yeah, your own courageous heart that has 
done this quantum leap to become the amazing leader that you are for so many women today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Marcella. So Marcella, one of the things I wanted to ask you is often the themes we cover here are about living a lifestyle of reverence, about koya and embodying the feminine. And it's not necessarily the feminine, like it's just women, but this feminine essence that's in all living things. And I feel like this is something that you've put so much attention on through your own life experience and your own teachings. And I've learned so much about this from you. So I'm curious what at this time feels like is the heartbeat and the pulse of why it's important to be honoring the feminine right now. What's coming through in your teachings and in your experiences that you feel like is really important to be honoring and talking about right now. Thank you, Rochelle, for that important question. I feel that we should not deny our bodies, our feelings, and yes, we should aspire to a spiritual life, but not denying our physical experience. And I feel that <clears throat> you teach that so well. You, you teach women how to trust their bodies and, and the truth that comes through, through them from feeling their own bodies. Uh, for me, the way it manifests, and of course, to be able to teach it, to be a true teaching, I guess the feminine way is to transmit. So when your body, you're able to transmit from just being, you're able to, to offer a wisdom that goes, that goes through, uh, not with intellectual words, not with like information that someone can collect. But as you're embodying um, the wisdom, then people can get it even beyond words. Mm. So for me, it has a lot to do, first and foremost, of how I live my life. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm, and, and, the, and in that, it's so important, my connection to, to the earth. So spirit embodied in matter. And that is the feminine. Mm. I, I, please mm -hmm. continue. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a long answer. So I just Thank wanted you. to pause and see if you have <laughs> a question in between. Yes. Well, I wanted to say thank you because something that I found like a lot of times in our Western world is I'll go to these conferences about the divine feminine or about the feminine and it'll be everyone sitting in a chair, which is pretty uncomfortable and like hearing speaker after speaker talking about the feminine essence, but it's a mind to mind exchange. And so this idea where the medium is the message where what you're teaching, like how you're teaching it is what you're teaching. And so I love that you're presencing this and also just the articulation, you know, the feminine essence is like the spirit in matter and, and really encouraging people. I know you do in your work and, and Koi is meant to do the same to give people to really some space to trust whatever their actual lived experience is and, um, and trust them enough that when they get to that place of remembering um, that, that, that being and that essence that 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 is the gift and so that transmission I, I think is so powerful and I feel like anyone listening to this there's just so much freedom in that 
where it's like you can receive so much more, you can give so much more when you can allow that to be a truth versus like I have to write a book about it or I have to give a TED talk about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's great to share ideas so we can feel inspired, but then it's really uh, important to put it to the test, our ideas, to live it, mm-hmm. to, to go for it. Um, uh, so it doesn't stay just like you said in the mind and, and like nice ideas, but it, it becomes um, an exploration of life. Mm-hmm. The other thing that came forward when I was thinking about being able to talk to you, and I'm curious if there's any correlation here with the feminine or just balancing masculine and feminine energies, but we met in Peru and we've been to Peru a handful of times together. And one of the things that has really impacted me in my life was this concept of Aini and really being in right relationship and this equal energy exchange. And I think I'm curious if you would be, willing to speak about Aini and is there any connection with with that in the feminine or is that the balance of the masculine and feminine or Mm. for some reason when I think about this conversation Aini comes through so strongly and I'm curious where you might go with that yes I I love the concept of Aini because it just helps so much to establish harmony in a community in a family in in any place um, it is the basis of community living in, in the Andes of Peru. And I'm happy to speak about that in a moment, Rochelle, but I, for some reason, my mind, see, I'm, as I tune into my heart, my heart is saying, yes, um, here we are speaking about the feminine and the masculine, but actually after... Um, like teaching others about it and exploring it. I have come to this place of liking a, a bit more the, the Chinese concept of yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Because um, sometimes the feminine can be very yin, very receptive, and she can be the dark moon, and she can go so deep into the earth. And some other times she's explosive and she is full of, uh, fire and fiery and bold and out there. So um, in different cultures, they, um, they, for example, portrayed this fiery energy, the sun, as the masculine. For example, in the Andes of Peru, it might be in Titaita, father, son. Mm-hmm. But then you go to Egypt and you run into Sekhmet, the goddess of the sun. Mm-hmm. And she is also fiery. And then um, in some cultures, the, like Alaskan um, indigenous people, the moon is the, the masculine because um, he, he is so pale compared to the feminine, the goddess, the sun. Mm-hmm. So really, uh, I feel like at the end of the day, it's a little bit about semantics. And, uh, but we cannot deny the fact that women have wombs mm-hmm. and women uh, um, can carry child, uh, make a baby and give birth to this baby. And they can be pregnant with so many 
uh, beautiful creative things. So we have this ability to become pregnant and then give birth that clearly men don't have. So it's, it's, um, it's common that we tend to give the, I mean, the, um, some qualities of, of birth and death and cycles, give it to the feminine. But um, I just want to um, bring this up because it's not the same in every culture, what, the, mm-hmm. what is feminine, what is masculine. So I have come more to this place of realizing that it is either yin or yang, receptive mm. or fiery. And all men and all women have both. We are all yin and yang. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that the yin and yang is such a powerful way to categorize the energy because it's also a system, you know, that's been going for thousands of years, you know, like we're a lot of times when I'm talking about this masculine and feminine, it's realizing, you know, we're not the first people to contemplate describing how different energies move. And so I, I do think that in terms of sometimes when we say masculine or feminine, it can be so like people can really get a little bit maybe upset about it because they don't want to be characterized or stereotyped. And then at the same time, there is this really unique thing that there are differences between, you know, a feminine body and a masculine body and the ability to nurture and create the seed of life and give birth to it is one of them, which is, you know, mm-hmm. a very big difference. And so um, I appreciate you offering just your, your studies and your travels and your own personal experiences to bring that in that many cultures have, have, you know, assigned those characteristics in different ways and, uh, and just allowing everyone to, to use the yin and the yang as, as a way to describe the energy that is maybe more accessible. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, yes, because I, I, I did go through a lot of um, um, kind of discussions with people about what is feminine, what is masculine. So, because sometimes you when I say, like, for example, the masculine is more like this um, energy, like an arrow that you, it shoots and goes in one direction. But then you remember that there's the goddess Artemis that is an expert in arrow shooting. So mm-hmm. it, becomes also, it becomes also a quality of the feminine when she's very assertive. Mm-hmm. And in any case, I, I do resonate a lot with the ways of the Himalayas, especially I've been hanging out a lot with Tibetans, and they say how um, um, the masculine is so much the skillful means in our lives, and also compassion, mm-hmm. and and the feminine is um, our um, mm. it's, it's like our compass, the compass of our emotion. The feminine is is our compass. She's the one that is connects to the emotions, and it has to it has to put these skillful means in service to a higher to a higher um, purpose. So we're not like just using a hammer to to use a hammer. It's like the story of 
two people building the cathedral. One is just putting bricks. The other one is building a cathedral. Mm. Mm -hmm. So the feminist aspect in the, in they say is like the one that is able to envision and then set the, set the north of where we're going. And then the masculine is the skillful means Mm -hmm. to, to make it happen. And well, I like that. <laughs> I like that too. It's actually, I was part of a Burning Man camp um, that, that basically had that intention where all the practices were about to get women in this place where they, were the, they felt the most like themselves. They felt the most inspired, embodied, to have a vision. And then all the masculine, you know, was there to start to bring that into fruition. So it's like, I have a vision of a you know, all night kirtan party. And it's like, okay, then the men go out and they make it happen and they get the kirtan singers and they send out the invitations. But it was really, it's, it was an experimentation in that um, feeling the, the feminine connection and inspiration and then bringing voice to it and then having, you know, the support the safety to feel that much and then that support to bring the, those visions to life. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it's just such an interesting time to be alive because there is such an imbalance in the way that many women see themselves or have access to education rights opportunities around the world. And of course it's improving more and more, we hope, but at the same time, it's such an interesting time to have these conversations um, to really start to allow the feminine essence to reclaim itself. Like whether that's actually a woman or a man who is, you know, wanting to live in a more kind world or a more sustainable world that doesn't destroy the environment or, you know, so on and so forth that there's, it definitely feels like there's this cultural thirst for remembering the gifts of the feminine or the yin energy. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, the, the image that comes to my, my mind is like, um, like sometimes the masculine needs to be on a mission. It, yeah. it likes to be on a mission. So if you don't give it any spiritual direction, it will just uh, make the tallest, it wants to make the tallest building, the biggest, uh, the biggest something, the tallest something. Um, yeah. It, it wants to conquer, it wants to push limits in. And then so um, it's wonderful when you can tune in to a higher purpose that is aligned with nature, with uh, respecting life for all beings. And then, and then the masculine is amazing what can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So... And from here, we can go to your question of Aini, because, mm-hmm. um, because speaking about harmony with all beings, Aini is, is, um, is definitely honor all life, honoring all life. And um, in a very concrete way, in, in words, what it means in... Um, this this Quechua concept 
is today for me, tomorrow for you. So people put themselves in service to the other, um, but it's, it's, a, it's a selfless service. And when they say tomorrow for me, it doesn't mean that I'm helping you and then you have to help me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But it really means when I'm in need, um, life is going to support me. I am going to receive help. And mm. from who doesn't matter. It's just, it's a little bit like the image of a river that mm. just flows. So uh, people give freely and um, they put themselves in service to all life, to life. And, and they actually respect so much um, their, their opportunity to be in a body and to have this experience that they're always honoring uh, the, the earth, Gaia, as their mother. Mm-hmm. And they do these offerings that you love, Rochelle. I know mm-hmm. you love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the despacho, the despacho. They call them despachos, but they're offerings to say, thank you, mother, thank you. So one day, if they need the help of life, they, they, they have given so much love, uh, so much gratitude that they are going to receive help from someplace. So again, mm. not necessarily you give and you expect to receive from, that, from those same people, that same person, but um, you're going to receive help from somewhere. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's um, today for you, tomorrow for me? Yes, that is like um, the translation in Spanish, actually, because they are, they have, like, when you go to Peru to and be with the Quechua people, like the closest thing in Spanish is today for me, tomorrow for you. Mm. But in, in a way, the me and the you, is everyone exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. well Mm -hmm. as you were sharing that and I'm so grateful that you did that I was starting to think around this reconciliation and this harmony between the masculine and the feminine because a lot of times we talk about you know the emerging feminine essence but I'll share with people you know the intention is not just to lift the feminine it's to find this right relationship between the masculine and feminine in between all of us in our relationships in our communities and in our world so a lot like in this personal growth sphere we're we're talking about this because most of us can identify the places that need the most healing or balance or remembering or just the feminine like we're very well versed in sort of the more um, masculine or yang practices of linear thinking strategy predictability staying strong like you know no matter what happens I'm going to keep going like the, we, our culture initiates us into those but some of the other ones of the feminine just um, we we know but we maybe don't lean into as much as our as our internal practices the things that bring us in of course more and more with meditation and yoga and all of the work of of really doing shamanic journeys and all the incredible offerings that are available to us 
But I'm curious, after hearing you speak about Aini and just wanting to close this with a prayer and a wish that there can be this sense of right relationship between the masculine and feminine, between the yin and yang energies within ourselves and how they can support one another. And um, I really love astrology. And one time someone mentioned to me to have a ceremony where I took the characteristics of my Venus, which for me personally, my Venus is in Gemini, and then my Mars, which is in Virgo, and had a ceremony where they vowed to support and protect each other and love each other. So it's like, you know, my Venus energy, my feminine energy is very like, I want to travel, I want to share ideas. And then my Mars Virgo energy is very like, I want to be of service. And so I had like a ceremony where it was like, how can they support each other? And so... I feel like that's a place that I'd love to see if there's anything else you would want to add to, but also offer to all of us hearing this, that we can take the inspiration of what Marcella shared and the being able to talk about yin and yang and these energies, but also this concept of Aini and finding more harmony between these energies within ourselves and starting just by having awareness. So having the conversations, tuning into our lived experience, like you said, which is such a powerful way to honor the feminine. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye for this, for this session? Nowadays it's really important to, um, think or um, about all life and not just yourself when in any action that you perform or um, in, in our day-to-day, whatever we do, I mean, um, I feel it's important that we start cultivating the awareness that we are connected with, with all lives. So whatever we do affects the, way, the web of life. And, and so these help us not to feel lonely, but also um, respect everyone. Um, as the shamans say, the two-legged, the four-legged, the creepy crawlers, the fin, the fur, the winged ones. And, and that, that builds Aini because we are, our actions are respecting all life. Mm. Thank you for that powerful reminder and invitation to connect exact, just exactly the way that you said it for us, not only to be less lonely and feeling that interconnection with all things, but to really, to know that we are part of the web of life and everything we do and don't do, um, you know, ripples, ripples out into that. So thank you, Marcella, so much for sharing not only your words, but the transmission of your teachings and and your presence. And I trust that everyone listening received the exact perfect thing for them and a prayer that it is um, to honor the energies inside themselves and their relationships with all of life. And maybe the next thing they do when they look out the window and see the light coming in or the tree, you know, the leaves glistening and the wind coming through and them dancing a little bit or the next person they interact with and they see the light in their eyes that they're a little bit more honoring and present and um, 
when they do because of this conversation. So thank you so much, Marcella. And uh, thank you everyone for being here with us today. Thank you, Rochelle, and everyone that listened. Welcome, beauty, everyone. Ho. Mm. Aho. To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E, and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.